have become one. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. All right, see you in a bit. Thank you, see ya. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, I'm waiting by the phone, waiting for you to call me up and tell me I'm not alone. (laughs) Hello, we are here as we are each and every unrelenting week to discuss all things Nets Nation. Simon, it has been a while, moan frere. Yeah. Uh, I was away last weekend in southern Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a heat game live and in the flesh. Who it, did they play? They played the Mavericks. Um, oh. Both teams vastly more interesting than the one we will spend the next um, hour and a half discussing <laughs> with you all today. Rate and review. Send us your questions. Maybe next time at gmail.com or hit us up on the Twitter, the Instagram. There's a great... Story up, maybe, still, for the next 45 minutes or so. So by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> certainly will have vanished. But there was a nice story. Right. And there will be more. Mm-hmm. Simon, I want to start this off with a few rapid-fire cues. Oh, boy. Okay. That are going to get us into the topic that is high on every Nets fan's mind. Okay? Mm. Okay. So first, a couple rapid-fires. Just answer from the gut. Okay. Which is more extreme? In terms of emotionally extreme for you. Okay. The Boston overtime win uh-huh. or the following night's Memphis home blowout loss, which to you is more poignant? So to me, Bill, as a Karis Levert head, uh, it gave me uh, – that the, the win against the, the Celtics was still more exciting, even though I didn't actually see it. Um, I just saw highlights, but – uh, you know, 39 points has got to be one of the worst losses you and I have ever seen. Uh, it is objectively the worst loss we have ever seen at Barclays Center. Um, they've never lost by that many points okay. at Barclays okay. in the entire existence of Barclays. Right, okay. Um, we have seen an Archie Goodwin-led Nets team <laughs> yeah. lose by fewer points. <laughs> and it's not as if Giannis and the and the the mighty Bucks were in Right, right. This was a team helmed by a rookie missing yep. its yep. number two and three in Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark. A hodgepodge of guys, many of whom got uh, I'd never heard of, who got a fair <laughs> amount of playing time. And this <laughs> crew of misfits came in <laughs> and absolutely devastated yeah. your Brooklyn Nets. Th- it was a humiliating loss, a dispiriting loss. Spencer Dinwiddie was hashtag moody throughout. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen was, of course, ritually humiliated by uh, <laughs> Kenny Atkinson. Played like four minutes no, or something. No, he played 27. That's right. good played, for him. So, yeah, it is great for him these days. Um, it, well, he got in that garbage. He was in, right. in the garbage time. Garbage yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> he was the garbage man. Dale Allen. Uh, weird accent. Do not know what voice I was going for there. Um, all right. Next rapid fire question. Would you trade <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan if it landed us Drew Holiday? <laughs> uh, 
We get rid of Kyrie and all his drama. We get rid of DeAndre and the worst contract in basketball. And we get one of the most reliably solid point guards in the NBA. Good defender. Great defender. Tough nosed defender. You know, I I would still say no because well, what about Bradley Beal? Oh yeah, I would do it for Brad Brad okay. Beal, but not Drew Holiday. No. Um, which do you prefer, fish tacos or popcorn? Oh, fish tacos. Thanks wow, for I didn't know you. I didn't think you liked fish tacos I do. much. I, yeah. uh, sorry, popcorn. <laughs> what is the most recent Ryan Reynolds film you've seen? Oh. God, I don't know. I haven't seen one in eight. Probably, I know, right? I started on the plane. I started to watch Deadpool. Oh, and it God. was so unfunny. Is he Deadpool? Yeah, he's Is Deadpool. Is that a person? <laughs> it's a, it's a like society? a society. Oh, it's a mutant. Okay. Yeah. Um, final question of the rapid fire cues, <laughs> and this is getting a little bit back on track for us. Okay. Who? Are you more excited to see come off the bench? DeAndre Jordan or cha 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 Chioza? Chioza. Although, if you had asked me that before yesterday's game when he was back, he, he landed back to earth a bit. <laughs> right. Um, it was still fine, but our past first point guard only had one assist last night. But I would still definitely say Chioza. Chioza is fast becoming one of my favorite nets. Right. So that's going to transition us into where we're at with this net season. And we're in what I would call Chioza country. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a highly respected or visited country. Um, it's a place that few dare yeah. or bother to go to. Yeah, very vulnerable um, to climate very, change. Extremely <laughs> climate vulnerable. Uh but we're in a place where nothing matters and none of the players seem happy, engaged, or interested except for that glorious night of Karis LeVert. Um, and so Nets fans survive on what few sparks of life and excitement they can find. And right now that is all, for me, all the excitement is concentrated in one Human being, and his name is something Chioza. <laughs> is it Chris Chioza? It could be Chris Chioza. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got a first name. Yeah, Look it up. I... Tweet at us. Hit us up on Instagram. <laughs> Let us know what this guy's first name is. We're in love with him. He has no bigger fans. He could be a friend of the cast if he wants. Oh, yeah. uh, we would do the first ever, I promise you, in-depth interview with uh, <laughs> Blank Chioza. Chioza. <laughs> we'll figure out his name before the interview. Uh, that much we I promise. promise you, we yeah. promise. What are you feeling? What What about five foot three Chioza most <laughs> titillates you, son? Well... So, again, in the first, in, in the game against Boston, he was, like, really looking to pass. Yeah. And that's, like, I had forgotten how much fun it is to watch a pass first point guard. Um, I haven't seen one in quite some time. Basically, I haven't regularly watched a pass first point guard since the Suns uh, and Steve Nash. But it's, like, really exciting to see, to me anyway, to see someone who who is creating the action of the play with the intent to pass. It's just a totally different way of doing things. Um, and uh, so that was 
that was really thrilling. Again, as I mentioned in this last game, he had one assist in a pretty decent number of minutes, so I wouldn't say he was really Steve Nashing it out there. But he's still like he's fast. He's feisty. Looks like he could be a bit of a bulldog. <laughs> um, you know, he's got he's got heart, and he's playing for his for his career. Uh, you know, so you know that's that's what it. <laughs> yeah. That's Wait, no, no, no. I don't want it to go yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to love about Chiosa. There's there's no doubt. Um. I think, though, more than I mean to be to be brutally honest, I don't think either of us knows really a damn thing about you. <laughs> uh, but That's I think fair. it's more the point that that this is where the season has devolved. Like <laughs> how far the season has devolved. Yeah. What What do you think? And I shared this view on Twitter for folks who who follow me. He's blue check mark. Uh, yeah. But um, I feel like. This string of losses may have to do with, as you said, a, a level of disinterest, which I think comes from the fact that the players know as well as anyone else that, like, this is meaningless. Next year, is gonna the team is going to look totally different. For better or worse, it's going to operate completely differently. So, like, you know, the fact that Karis LeVert can shoot 30 shots a game and do whatever it is that he does with those 30 shots is irrelevant because he's not going to shoot 30 shots. Spencer Dinwiddie is not going to have the ball in his hands 30% of the time like he does now. Nothing that is happening right now is going to be replicable um, next year. And, like, it's not like you're building towards something, you know, like last year where it's, you know, you're overcoming the odds and you're, you're building together this ragtag group of people. It's like, well, you know, this is just we're in a holding pattern. And I feel like that probably makes it difficult for – players to be motivated when they go up against teams that are almost always more talented and when the the team's only strength is defense which is a very effort driven um, endeavor right in addition to which they have all been told by their star <laughs> and leader <laughs> that they are going to be replaced imminently mm-hmm. um, which apparently Sean Marks um has in some way confirmed. Did you hear about this in well, an he, interview? No, he didn't say. He didn't say. Yeah, whatever. Kyrie says goes, but he said he we consults consult with, with, with a few star players. Yeah, with Meaning, a few players. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you know, you're not going to be here for very long. You have no hope of doing anything other than somehow managing to have slightly more wins than truly the dregs of professional sports, <laughs> the other teams in the East, <laughs> nine through 15 of the East. Eight, I mean, eight through 15. Give, give yeah. it some credit. I mean, we're ahead of the magic still. Yeah. So some, by some miracle we are. <laughs> um, I mean, these teams are so I, like, I, I honestly think it's not going to take 30 games to, to get eighth in the, the East this year. <laughs> Like who's getting? What are, are the are the Wizards getting up to thirty? <laughs> I'll tell you this: the Wizards play us twice, so oh, they're gonna get couple. some devils. Yeah, yeah, they have our number in a big way. Yeah, no, they're 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 a high octane offense. We have no no <laughs> solution for. Um, yeah, it's just grim times, uh, but. What better way to get through those times than to talk endlessly about it on a podcast? 
<laughs> Can you tell folks that William has started to regret starting this podcast <laughs> and becoming a Nets fan? Um, Simon, let's take a little trip. To Katie's Corner. We're in Katie's Corner, and boy, is that a fun corner to be in this week. Uh, you sent me a few things you wanted to talk about. There was a new headline today. There's a headline every day with this guy. Yeah, yeah. What's um, new today? I have not seen it. I was in DEI uh, training. Right. right. Um, I'll tell, I'll, I'll, we'll get to it. Well, let's start with it. Headline, okay. headline. Uh, new York Post. <laughs> A great source for all information you could ever need or use. Um, headline, Nets' Kevin Durant is playing three-on-three three every day. Whoa, that's exciting. He's back, baby. Um, which leads nicely into the next thing, which is Kevin Durant. Not making it back to the Nets this season, but looks like he might be saying domo arigato <laughs> and <laughs> heading to Tokyo to be part of Team Great USA. Setup. Honestly, William, that, that is like Sports Center stuff. <laughs> right. You're like Dan Patrick right now. Uh,. What do you? How do you feel about it? Do you think you should play? You... I I have never thought I would say this, but I completely agree with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> it's unbelievable that this is being considered. That, like, the the it is it is just. I understand Kevin Durant as you know Kevin Durant gets to do what he wants, but and I also understand that. The Nets should be grateful for any crumbs he tosses our way. Yeah. But it just, it's like, it's a little bit insulting, I guess I would say, that he would do that and also just uh, not play for the team that's paying him $37 million, which he earned, folks. I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a player advocate, but um, that's a little upsetting. And then the other worry is just that he will get hurt. Right. Uh, and the way that the Nets karma works, he will definitely get hurt. And, you know, so that those are my concerns. Sure. I mean, today and in a group thread that we're on, uh, it was mentioned Steph Curry is coming back. Mm. His team literally has the worst record in the NBA, <laughs> but he is so committed <laughs> to the GS Warriors that he is coming back from a pretty serious injury to play in truly meaningless games with right. this team. We're, that's not obviously happening with KD, though. He loves Brooklyn, you know, always wanted to come here. Who wouldn't? Um, and, and then to go from that to this would be in a front. I really do think that. And... I mean, maybe he could play himself back in the game shape or something like that, but it just seems, I don't know. It's a, I, I don't like it either. I'm on Steve Smith's side as well. Yeah, and I, I also just, I, I like, again, my whole, the, the silver lining of, of him not playing this year to me is like, I can cover my eyes, shut my ears, and just dream of what Kevin Durant will look like. Right. If, if we get it back and it's like, oh, I think Kevin's going to make the cut of like the right. 60 players or that like, were invited. Who, which net's going to make the team? Joe Harris or Kevin Durant? Right. Like that will be really worrying. Oh, horrifying. 
Um, yeah, let's keep it in fantasy land until he gets back from this injury. Yeah. Uh, final thing, and this is the one you sent me, Simon. KD wants to legalize it. <laughs> dude. I, always, I can't do a, a reggae. A <laughs> so, do, do, uh, a do. Yes, a uh, do. Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> so, <laughs> amazing reggae. Yeah, uh, that's my reggae. <laughs> <laughs> this whole segment has been, has been really good. Um, so, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, I, I know, I know. I'm sitting next to a, a fellow uh, legalize it uh, advocate, um, so I, you know, I, I, I think it's good that he's, you know, speaking out about. It. I think he's totally right that you know, play, that there's like an argument that you know, players, you know, wouldn't be able to handle it, but they, you know, they're allowed to drink. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, clearly it should be. Uh... Yeah. It's legal in so many of the states that they play in. It's absurd to make right. it a bad substance. Right. Um, and the league. What are you? Uh, I was trying. Oh, you're getting some reggae going, folks. Uh, it's I worth was, the wait. I was just might be too ads. Grammarly here, is not a, a paid sponsor, but we like to give them a little bit of shine in our. Oh yeah. Just think about it. Ooh. Oh. Okay. All right. So anyway. Okay. Spark it up, folks. Uh, yeah, we're on. We're big time on Katie's <laughs> side here. Oh yeah. Um, but I do think it's time we leave the corner because yeah. we could we could spend all night in that corner. Absolutely. Uh, just burning one down. <laughs> um, all right. So Simon sent me something. Yes. That he wants me to watch. Yes. So and, and listen to uh, here. L- let me set it up a little bit here. Yeah. So for folks at home, you won't be able to see this, but it's this a tweet. is a telecast. Yes, it's a tweet of a, of a portion of a telecast where Richard Jefferson, which is frankly the only connection to the Nets that it, there is of this, but it, you know, it's a bear with me here. Uh, it's Richard Jefferson and Bill Walton doing like a Pac-12 or whatever um, college game, uh-huh. and there's a picture of a wildcat with his mouth open, like a real-life wildcat with, like, sort of, like, growling. Uh, and so, uh, that's that's the setup here. Oh, maybe like a University of Arizona? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, sure, okay. I'm sure that's what it is, yeah. Alright. So we got a wildcat hitting play on... Solid. Right thank, there. thank you for indulging me. I, I just felt like, you know, there's a lot of depression going on in Nets Nation. Right. We sometimes. need a little. We need a little pick me up. <laughs> and that is the perfect antidote to the to the Nets blues. Yeah. And, and other news: Bill Walton has now completely lost it, as opposed to just being like a bit senile. Right. He now appears to be totally nuts. <laughs> Oh, I love Richard Jefferson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wish, I wish I could confidently say he's going to have a long career in broadcasting, but he is far too much himself to uh, <laughs> to yeah. not say something very soon that's going to offend someone very yeah. powerful. Oh yes. Um, we got a mailbag from our 
uh, friend of the show, friend IRL, Tom Dre Blatches. Right. Yes. And he asks, um, what will Kyrie be doing in his meltdown TikTok post? <laughs> Simon. Yes. I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. Now, we have we've done a lot of demographic research on our listeners mm-hmm. on our listenership. Yes. And we know that they skew um, old and female. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> of course not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um no, I I'm just kidding. But we we would like I do think it warrants you explaining to the audience what TikTok is. Oh yes. Oh, well, perfect person to do it, me. Right, a PR guy. <clears throat> yes, I um who has never <laughs> really used TikTok ever. Um I think TikTok is sort of like Vine. Where you have, like, very short video thingies, you know, clip mashups. Uh-huh. Um, does that seem right to you? I mean, I know what it is. Oh, you do? <laughs> I have TikTok on my phone. Oh. Well, yeah. why don't you tell me what TikTok is? I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was the point. Oh, okay. um, it wasn't for informative. Uh, also, everyone listening knows what the hell TikTok oh, is. Oh, okay. Well, tell me about it, folks. <laughs> so I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to condescend to tell them what TikTok is. They all know. I mean, I've... I've Watched a few things on it on my phone in Puerto Rico. So, well, will you tell me what it is? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's videos. It's funny videos. People do like song. They put on a song and they do something. They like fall on their face while the song's playing or something. Okay, what's different about it than like YouTube? Is it short? Yeah, they're short. It's appy. It like uh, yeah. It I don't know. YouTube is so old, man. That's like watching a VHS. Okay. Um. So what do you think he's going to do on his Meltdown TikTok post? I think it's going to be What a... song is he going to dance to before <laughs> he, like, you know, smashes his face into a wall? I think it's going to be a cut of, uh, um, like, some, like, Gil Scott Heron song or something. And, uh, and it's going to be, first it's going to be Martin Luther King being, uh, you know, Hosed with a with a fire hose as he marches uh, during the civil rights movement, then cuts to uh, Chelsea Manning saying that she won't testify in the the WikiLeaks trial and being forced to be put in in jail <clears throat> for no reason other than just to punish her um, for now she's still in jail um, uh, for more than a year later. Um, and then it goes to Kyrie How about, how about Nelson Mandela? Nelson Gandhi, Mandela. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe. We'll throw one more in there. Right. Like uh, Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Just yeah. like the prose of Harriet Tubman sort of floating in the background. Right, right. Then Kyrie Irving says the teammates he'd like to play with, and by extension, <laughs> the ones he would not. And, uh, you know. Something to the effect of, you know, they go after the most peaceful people on Earth. (laughs) And uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. As Nelson, (laughs) footage of Nelson Mandela being led into prison is played in the background. Right. That's right. Um, He's a martyr, folks. Uh, The media is on a war path after what is really just a revolutionary for peace, love, and understanding. Yeah. Um, all right. An article has come out 
and the athletic was then aggregated by the aggregator that is known as Nets Daily, um, among other places, surely. Uh, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. It's been a rough month for those of us out in the world who are not enamored with watching DeAndre Jordan not play 50% of the game. Um, I.e. defense. Uh, Through January, the minutes distribution was consistent game to game. 27.3 minutes for Allen, 20.9 for Jordan. Something happened. <laughs> I think Quincy AC mailed his cash uh, of, of uh, black intel. Uh, that's not the right word for it. What is the... Uh, Blackmail. Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, opposition... Oh, oppo op- research. Oppo research, right. Mm-hmm. On Kenny Atkinson uh, to... Our man DeAndre Jordan. For the month of February, Jordan has gotten more playing time than Allen by four minutes per game. Jordan is currently averaging 25 disgusting, unwatchable minutes of basketball <laughs> to Jared Allen's 21. And as most people have noticed, DeAndre Jordan is closing the majority of these games. And Jared Allen, 21-year-old budding star center Jared Allen, is sitting on the bench. And you can actually see, while he's sitting there minute after minute of crunch time, the confidence slowly evaporate from the man's body. It's just seeping out of him. Uh, He looks like a shell of himself. (laughs) He has never played with less flair. And it doesn't seem to be stopping. Kenny gets these completely irrational big man sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, fetishizations, and he won't let them go. Um, he he picks basically the worst, most unwatchable player on the team and then gives him an ungodly number of minutes. Why, Simon, do you think this is happening? Are they, are they just out on Jarrett? They're definitely going to trade him. Do they want to see what it's like? Do, are they, is it schadenfreude? Do they like to, are, they, are they sadists? Or do they just want to, like, is it, does it make them feel good to absolutely destroy a 21-year-old man? Like, what's happening here? So, so I actually, I actually think that DeAndre has been playing better. Um, I certainly get more opportunity. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I, I think it's as simple as that. I, I do think that. I think Jarrett's uh, softness has started to grate on old Kenny a bit, and. Uh, you know, he has, I will say, Jarrett had a good game, like two games, you know, he, he, he's had a sprinkling of, of good games during this stretch. He's kind of like off again, on again. Um, uh, but, you know, his, his, his numbers for the season are still, you know, decent. Um, like 11 points and 10 rebounds. 1.4 or 5 blocks. Um, so... So I'm not totally worried, but I I do think that I do think that um, Jarrett is a very very fragile guy mentally, and uh, Kenny might want to check in with him and make sure everything 
you know. Right. You can say you can. I mean, what it also leads to is every single game. You know, the press has very little to ask Jared Allen other than, hey, are you cool with what's going on? And at a certain point of being asked that, I mean, you like you must reach a breaking point where you're like, no, you're, you're not cool. Obviously, it has to hurt. And the more that you're asked about it and the longer it keeps happening, the worse and worse it's going to get. So I just think this is another product of making this move that I find really... Uh, odious and I think is going to totally backfire on them because um, they had to bring KD and Kyrie's BFF DeAndre Jordan onto the team um, and pay for four fucking years and pay $40 million. We are now massively undercutting the development of what was uh, one of our more exciting um Young players, and one of our only young players. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen Musa in a while, but he's uh, Jared Allen has certainly shown more in the NBA than other young guys on this team. Um, and it would be nice if uh, instead of watching a man who literally will not play defense um, play five more minutes a game than, than our budding star, uh, we actually got to see that budding star. He seems to intimidate. There was some article, right, that that indicated that he, that just his presence seems to intimidate uh, people from going into the into the paint as much when he's out there. But so he's he's playing defense. <laughs> Who by, was that written by? <laughs> uh, I think it was it was written recently. I feel like it was maybe. I don't know. His uh, agent? No. No, he doesn't need to play defense. People are terrified of him, really. <laughs> what evidence is there for that? It's just true. That's why he can I'll, stand to do nothing I'll on defense. Find, I'll, I'll find the uh, I'll find the article. But yeah, I can't wait. It sounds <laughs> captivating. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm not as down on DeAndre as you. I was never as bought in on Jarrett. I mean, I I just think Jarrett. Regardless of the, certainly the the DeAndre thing hasn't helped, but like I just don't have any confidence in his psyche, uh, and I you know I I I think he has been good you know he 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 does do certain good things. It's just it's hard for me to get too too excited about him. Yeah, I'll tell you what doesn't isn't going to help improve his fucking psyche. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they're doing to him on the sidelines right now. Um. This is old news, but we haven't spoken since it came out. Mm. Bill Simmons talking with his buddy Ryan Russillo, uh, calling Kyrie Irving this generation's Stephon Marbury. Oh, we haven't talked about this? No. Oh, okay. Hot take of all hot takes. Uh, some pullout quotes, some things I took away from their conversation. Bill Simmons says there's a real chance we've seen the best of Kyrie. Uh-huh. Uh, well, how about that point? We'll start there. Simon, obviously we don't want to have seen the best of Kyrie. Right, right. But what, if you had to give it a percent chance that we have seen the best of Kyrie, um, the best of Kyrie being he hits one of the greatest shots ever in a NBA Finals, um, do what do you think? Sixty percent. Sixty percent that we have or have not. Oh, that that we have. I mean, he was incredible with the Cavs. Yeah. He was really good with the Cavs, um, especially in that playoff series where I thought he was better than Steph Curry 
um, in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think he's going to top that. I mean, he just has such a litany of injuries. I, my only thing is is thinking like, you know, in a in a fractured power structure where there is no giant super team warriors. Mm-hmm. Could it still be good enough if if Kevin Durant comes back very very good and um, you know we with with Kyrie and blah 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 you know that there's still a chance but but I I don't think you're gonna see that level Kyrie yeah I mean that's a that's a lot to ask um let's see other things they mention incredible talent who got in his own way and whose body physically broke down the body physically breaking down is pretty terrifying i think every net fan no matter how high you might be on the potential of Kyrie, has to be pretty goddamn concerned that not only has uh has he historically been injury ridden uh-huh. and prone uh but this season is the fewest games he has ever managed to eke out in an entire season um, like with with uh, Curry having spent basically the whole season <laughs> injured, he's coming back today and likely will have by a season's end combined more games than uh, KD and Kyrie combined, which is uh, a frustrating thought. Um, Ryan Russillo made the point that Brooklyn fans are still in the in the mindset where Cleveland and Boston fans are just wrong. Uh, he's different now. He'll be different with us. But why would that be? And what about season one, Simon, should give us hope that Kyrie is different. He's going to be a beloved teammate now. So I think that that statement is a little bit of a straw man. I do think some Nets fans, particularly the Nets Daily variety, are definitely still like Kyrie is amazing and, you know, he's complex but yeah. ultimately, the culture is really. But so was Nelson Mandela. Right. And look what what he did. Right. Um, I don't think that the even the like Jameses of the world. Like I I I feel like there's more skepticism out there than Ryan Russillo is giving credit for. But I mean, I I do think that there isn't much to think that Kyrie has changed. Um, I think the only the latest. New hope would be like, oh, it'll be better because Kyrie won't have to feel like he's the spokesperson for the team and the, the like sole leader of the team, and he can kind of recede into the shadows to somebody who, you know, for all his faults, Kevin Durant is certainly better than Kyrie at at you know handling, um, you know, team strife. I would say. I mean, he very publicly got in a fight with Draymond Green last season. Well, apparently, that wasn't his fault. Well, and apparently spent a month not speaking to anyone on his team. Yeah, but so the I team, wouldn't say it handled, he handles it great. I would say that he, but I mean, that t- he handled it well enough to nearly win a championship with that team if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, but they also had two to three other all-stars on the team. Sure, but I'm, I'm just saying they were playing, you know, perfectly well. And again, I don't think anything that Kevin Durant has done comes close to this sort of toxicity. I, I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> no one... Yeah, we, we are... It's it's comparing... Yeah, two very, very um, unlike things. No one is on level Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anything else from that little uh, Bill Simmons, Ryan Russillo chat you'd well, like to talk about? What do you, you think? Do you think he's he is... 
how, how accurate would you say that comparison is to, to Steph, Stephon Marbury? That was during a time period where I feel like you didn't really pay yeah, attention to the no, NBA. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I, I think there's – like, I think a point could be made like, hey, if Stephon Marbury had played with the best basketball player of all time, LeBron James, might he have won a championship and then would you perceive him differently? Yeah. I – so go ahead. No, no. I, I was just going to say – so I, I was a reasonably – uh, attentive follower of Steph, Stephon Marbury. I, you know, when he was on the Suns, I certainly paid attention to him. When he was on the Knicks, I, I paid some attention to him. I genuinely don't think that he was capable of being the second star. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to be... Like, his nickname is Starberry. He he is, uh, you know, for better or worse, or at least when he, when he played, he, he could not share the spotlight. Right. Both in terms of, like, Having the ball in your hands or being perceived in a way like he had to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, again, you could say like if if he had been forced onto a team with a transcendent star that was just demonstrably better than him, that he would have found a way to defer. And it obviously, Kyrie didn't like doing that, chafed at it so much that he literally refused to go to basically a guaranteed another championship and forced his way out of Cleveland because he hated having to defer like that so much to LeBron. Right. Um, but they won a championship first. I, I'm yeah, no, but I'm, I'm but but really, like, wh- I mean, maybe Stefan could have lasted two seasons, or, you know, two or three seasons with a with a star I, on the level I, of LeBron James. I don't think so. Again, like Kevin Durant was that kind of star, and Stefan Marbury was instantly jealous of the contract he got. And and basically force his way out of Minnesota. Um, I don't think there's Kevin any- Gar- Garnett. Sorry, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, um, Kevin Garnett. Um, and that could have been an incredible duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I and I the other thing that I would say is just like. In terms of efficiencies, Kyrie is much better. Um, Stefan Murray put up points. He put up more assists, but. Um, his his percentages are I mean you know it's hard to compare with the three yeah, pointers yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. but but basically Kyrie is is more efficient yeah all right no I mean yeah I wasn't I I don't think it it works um, that well but I I mean you know I think that a lot of the respect that Kyrie have has um, derives from that championship ring and you know a lot of that credit has to be given I mean isn't is not because he won the championship he was playing with LeBron James mm-hmm. um, which I think yeah sort of artificially inflates the rep the sort of legacy of Kyrie Irving but we'll see maybe he'll come back next year and win our hearts <laughs> right that's the dream yeah yeah Um, All right, Simon, we are playing the Spurs tomorrow at Barclays Center. You will be there. I will not. Dr. J, bobbleheads are being given out. You're not going to be there? No, I can't go. What? I can't go. My ticket, James, is is getting my ticket. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I have, a, I have to go to a work thing. I, mean, I told you I that. we're going to have a nice time. I know. I told you this the other day. I'm sorry. I can't make it. I have to go to a work event. Okay. Um, then they're playing the Bulls on Sunday, which you are, I believe, the only one with a ticket to. Correct. Then we're going to head out west, Simon, for an absolutely brutal road trip. We play the Lakers on Tuesday, the Warriors with a return to Steph Curry mm. um, on Thursday. Uh, that's the first part of a back-to-back where we then head to the Clippers. <laughs> uh, back to L.A. for a little showdown with the Clippers. <laughs> then we play the Kings before coming home finally to play the Washington Wizards, who, as we've already mentioned... That ain't a gimme. That ain't a gimme. Um... I don't. I don't see a way. I really don't see a way that we won't make the playoffs. Hmm. But uh, I could see a way where we we don't win more than three more games this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Wizards game could be a, a fight for our playoff lives. It I mean really, that's a daunting schedule. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a fun one. I mean we we do play the Bulls at home, which you have to uh, t- you know tomorrow. But um, or Sunday, yeah. Sorry, Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Spurs, the Spurs who have been a weak team and who we might have, they, we, I've, it's been like eighteen decades <laughs> since the last time the Nets beat a Spurs team, right? Well, we we won it oh, we home broke the curse. last year, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. but we still have not beaten them on the road, right? In like eons. Well, this is a home game, um, but they are also playing um, for their lives because they might miss the playoffs for the first time in like twenty three years or something. Mm. Um, and really need to beat every bad team they play for the rest of the season um, in order to get in. Not that the Nets are a bad team. Um, yeah, scary. But our next podcast, <laughs> people will be excited to hear. It's an annual tradition. This will be the third one we've done. It will be live from Atlantic City. Whoa. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Holy it's shit. next weekend. We'll That's be at crazy. the Wild Wild West. If you or anyone you you love works for <laughs> Bud Light Live. No, uh, if you or anyone you love lives in Atlantic City or near Atlantic City mm-hmm. and would like to come on the show, say what's up, give a shout out, yep. uh, have a have a shooter with us at the uh, Wild West Bar. Yeah, Ho- hopefully you're not that menacing man who stood by us <laughs> for a long time uh, a couple you years ago. dead-eyed us for about 45 <laughs> minutes and then wanted to know wh- wh- why we were on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a little awkward. Um, anyway, it's a fun, fun tradition. You'll hear <laughs> slot machines in the background as well as whatever truly harrowing sad sounds uh, are being made at the Wild West at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Um, If you haven't met us and don't follow us on Instagram, look for the two guys wearing shirts um, talking about how the other one is is crazy, crazy thinks yeah. they're crazy yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, that'll that'll be us. Mm-hmm. Wear wear yours, uh, or you could have your shirt that says like I, they're they're both crazy or something. Yeah, yeah, bring that shirt. Uh, there is a third to that set. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what it says. Um, but anyway, uh, hit us up, give us questions, rate, review, yeah. Simon. Final thoughts. Where are you? are you? Are you okay with where where the nets are? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're Last seven game. games behind, below 500. Right. Like we do, I, I, I concede, sometimes we're overly pessimistic, cynical, <laughs> down on the nets, particularly me this season. Last season it was all Simon. Um, but... I mean, losing by 39 points to a to an injury-ridden Memphis Not fucking Grizzlies team, yeah. is just, uh, like, unforgivable. Last night has left a really bad taste in my mouth, and I can't wait to wash it out with um, some Red Bull and uh, cinnamon-flavored vodka in Atlantic <laughs> City very soon. Uh, for tonight, we'll just have some seltzer, maybe make some lime juice with it. Yeah, that sounds good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening, and we will go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina colada